everybody welcome back for another set of song rankings here as today we are going through the glee quartets yes that's right i've got that one on lock no sextets no uh quintets that for some reason were uh giving me a hard time to uh get out of uh you know to to say but today no it's the quartets that's pretty easy we have four person groups from Glee. Uh, i don't have a whole lot of setting up to get into besides asking my co-host aman how he is doing today I'm great. Happy for some quartets. That means we're going to get to a few songs of mine that I absolutely adore. Um, this might be the most, like, my favorite out of all of them. I feel like the more, the the, the performances with smaller numbers are the ones that stand out a little bit more. Not that the uh, sextets and the quintets didn't have their, their shining stars. They definitely did. But I just feel like the... Uh, the smaller the group, the more powerful the punch. So I'm excited. Yes. A lot of these numbers that uh, as we go through, you know, the character studies that we had decided early on that they are not going to count for like each individual character. So just pull a random song out here. Uh, you know, Cherish, Cherish, one that's been stuck in your head lately. Uh, we had, you know, Quinn, Mercedes, Joe and Sam all in that song. But to like count that specifically as a Mercedes song when like you can barely distinguish her being a part of that. You know, it's not really a Mercedes song. It's a group song so we're going through all of those songs in that category today there aren't a whole lot there are 22 but i think uh you know it's not the uh, end of the world if oh my goodness we have a shorter podcast that's crazy um but yeah four person songs there's a lot of uh, fun ones to get to on this list and uh, i'm ready to just dump, jump right into it if you are Let's do it. All right. Do it, do it, do it, do it. All right, all right. So we are starting, of course, at the bottom of the list with uh, number 22. And uh, we'll work our way, we will work our way up to number one, as always. And uh, here we go. Number 22. With me, dateless ladies, and you'll have a great time. Hope I got all your votes. With Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, we hope you will enjoy the show. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, sit back and let the evening go. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely all right, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is uh, a season five. Not, not. I don't think it's called band. I think it's just called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Um, I obviously am super familiar with the Beatles catalog, and uh, that's from season five, episode two, with Marley and Jake, Unique and Ryder. Yeah, so I didn't even know what this was. Just simply listening to it, um, not having the link open. Um, and so until Tina said something about stick with me ladies, I was like, Oh, it's that song. I had no idea who was singing. I had no idea what the song was. <laughs> Once <Wow>. again, <laughs> the shade parade, the shade trade to this episode into these songs just does not stop over here at the choir room. Once again, I apologize. I feel like I should just 
have we have, we have not once every... had a single Beatles fan reach out to be like fuck you guys. So I think we're fine. Okay, I think you know what I think we're fine too. Otherwise, I would just have a continuous iOS press release apology every month, <laughs> talking about how sorry I was. Yes. But yeah, that's that's kind of where that, those are my thoughts on this song. I like the costumes. <laughs> they, you know, they they look uh, they look okay. Uh, I assume that uh, that's not exactly how the Beatles looked when uh, they were doing their thing. But you know, we'll uh, give it the Glee modernist uh, modernized look here with the, uh, those four at the prom in episode two, season five. So let's keep on moving and uh, go to song number twenty-one. So how could I dance with another when I saw her standing there? Well, my heart went boom when I crossed that room and I held her hand in my Did it happen again? Did you not know what song this was? I recognize this one okay. because it has more of a uh, of a classic Beatles feel to it. So I could I, I knew this one immediately. Um, yeah. Okay. This yeah. is uh, I saw <laughs> I saw her standing there, and again another another Beatles tribute song here from season uh, season five episode one. Uh, we have Blaine and Ryder and Jake and Sam singing to Tina as they are all. Not all of them offering themselves up as a prom date, but they're trying to cheer Tina up as she's, you know, super sad about senior year coming down to a close and she's going to end up picking out her prom date being Sam, spoiler alert, um, and then end up dumping him, spoiler alert. But, you know, uh, this is cool. Uh, Black and white, they're up on the stage, up on these race platforms. Again, this is definitely a Beatles reference that uh, is not totally being found on me, but I get it. I I get the idea. Yeah, uh, the screaming girls in the crowd... um... I would not be one of them, but Ooh. to each their own. We got to some ungelled hair for Blaine Anderson up in the front with like a whole, like a lot of hair uh, happening over there. So, yeah, that is uh, number 21. I saw her standing there. And uh, let's keep on moving. Number 20. This is the night. It's a beautiful night. And we call it Valenote. Look at the skies, they have stars in Wait. their eyes on this night. This is the moment in those romantic comedies where I kiss you. I thought this was just a work date. Really? The night will weave its magic spell When the one you love is near Oh, this is the night Take a chance on me Heaven's alright On this love I'm sorry for that all right, Bella Note, season two. Uh, nationals, well, not nationals. 
title of the episode. Uh, New York, we're going for nationals. We got Sam, Puck, Mike, and Artie trying to sing while Finn and Rachel are, you know, maybe going to kiss. But no, they're not going to kiss. Rachel's not up for it. I don't know why she's been slobbering, over, slobbering all over him for like the whole season. But okay, girl. <laughs> Uh, loving the Disney's the first Disney song that they do on Glee, and they really shy away from doing too much Disney, um, which I can understand. But if they were gonna do one song, I do not mind it being from Lady and the Tramp. So, um, this is fun. I'm kind of sad that it's this low on the list. I mean, granted, it's only twenty something songs, but still, number twenty out of what twenty three, twenty two, yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel a bit, feel any better, you gave it a boost from being the second to last by, uh, I'm sure, the ratings that you gave it. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't appreciate some Bella Note. That I mean, it's the most classic scene of Lady and the Tramp when they're slurping on the spaghetti and their noses touch. Come on, uncultured swines. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I'm, I'm sorry, audience. He didn't mean it. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, okay. Well, now that we've insulted the audience, uh, number nineteen. <laughs> I'm joking. Number 19. I love this so, uh, cover here. I don't know. This song is like such a classic. It, you know, it's a very easy song to like pump you up. And I don't know. I just love like the uh, like the 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 grungy like uh, like p- parts of these guys' voice that we're pulling out here. So we got Blaine, Artie, Ryder, and uh, Jake that are leading the way here with uh, season four. We will rock you. This is the lights out episode, right? Like the yes, it is. Episode. Yes. Yeah. Hard pressed not to have this song come up in an episode like that. Classic song, um, does get you hype, uh, easy to sing. Yeah, this is this is fun. I always get reminded of that episode of uh, Drake and Josh where What's Her Face sings this song. <laughs> I think like in the in the movie theater. I think the wait, or is it the movie theater? The, whoever the boss is in the movie theater is an episode Helen? where the lights also go out. Yes, I think their lights also go out at their house, and she gets invited to the party somehow, and then she starts singing this song as like part of the entertainment because there's no power. So I guess this is just the song to sing when the lights go out. I guess so, and uh, I'm not complaining. Like I said, I, I like it. Um, so <laughs> this is the one I'm the most disappointed to see farther down the list. But no, there's a lot of good stuff coming. So lots of good. We'll dedicate stuff. this performance to Texas, where there is. Nothing but power outages over there. Well, we're going to hope by the time this podcast comes out that that is like a long distant memory for the fine people of Texas. (laughs) It it, it won't be long or distant, but it'll definitely be a memory that they'll have. Hopefully it's uh, in the rearview mirror by the time they're listening to this one. Um, Keep on moving up the list. Number 18. Number 18. We'll keep it in season four for a bit. 
Now, didn't we remember that this song was, uh, I think, not actually an original song from Glee? I'm pretty sure this was, like, uh, marketed as Marley's original song, which usually means it's a Glee original song, but I don't think this came from Glee. Uh, You have more friends than you know from season four. I think we did make the discovery. I'm just gagging over how this is supposed to be Marley's song, and uh, Unique is just riffing and running all over it. Like, damn, bitch, did you write it? Like, (laughs) you're supposed to be singing this for the first time? That's, that's her talent. <laughs> she knows it better her... than Marley does. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, she definitely steals the uh, steals the show here for uh, for this one. Uh, unique standing out. <laughs> and Marley's just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> you know what? More props to more props to Unique because Marley needs someone to put her in her place from time to time. Yes. Even on her own shit. So mm-hmm. She's like Nicki Minaj here, stealing the show with the feature. <laughs> Um, that's uh, You Have More Friends Than You Know again season 4 with Marley and Unique and uh, Sam and Blaine so uh, Will watching from the wings is like oh shit she said she wanted to write music right she wanted to do our original songs right oh man she actually is good fuck I'm wrong oh no Um, so he's gonna have to go correct all that but in the meantime while Will takes care of his things there let's move on up the list to number 17 Bieber fever was real, still is real for some of us. Number 17, Somebody to Love, season two. Yeah. I, <laughs> you I don't have to keep shitting on the Bieber. song. I'm sorry. I, uh... Bieber. I'm not shitting on the song. I'm just saying I, I didn't have uh, Bieber fever back then. Um, I know. I didn't really become much of a fan of his music until 2013 with journals, which happens to be like the least celebrated piece of work that he's done to date <laughs> he just performed an entire concert of journals um 
on TikTok this past weekend. Oh wow! I haven't watched it yet. I'll hopefully someone uploaded it somewhere on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this this is fun. This is a fun performance. I think that they, uh, you know, capture this moment in time, this era of of the Biebs pretty well. I mean, this will be here. The the oversized hoodies um, and the general sense of adolescent angst. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, uh, I I have made it very clear how much I enjoy the Bieber era, the Bieber fever, the Bieber performances on Glee. This is no exception, and uh, I know we've already covered the song in, I think, both Sam and Artie's podcast, because it kind of is more so them than the other guys, but... Uh, but nevertheless, we have four people here. What is it? It's Sam, Artie, Mike, and Puck that complete the Justin Bieber experience for now. So, yeah, number 17. Sounds good to me. No issues on my end of things. Let's keep on moving. Number 16. Our day will come from a very gay wedding in season six. Um, yeah, so I know I've uh, also, you know, I, I know I was saying at the time that I'm really just not the biggest fan of this one. I think I still stand by that. It's just like I don't know. I'm trying to appreciate it a little bit more. It's like it's pretty, you know, stripped down. It's just uh, the two, you know, Brittany and Santana, Kurt and Blaine. Uh, it's you know, it makes sense that it's happening here at a wedding, and it kind of just feels to me like something I don't know. Ryan or whoever was in charge at the time, if Ryan Murphy wasn't around the set as much, uh, somebody just being like. Like, hmm. So I was at a wedding once, and it was a really beautiful time when they played this song. Let's do it. Let's do it here. Um, I just feel like there are so many other things that they could have done that would have made it like an, a more impactful moment. Maybe spoken to younger audiences more. Myself, I don't know. Um, but our day will come here at number seventeen or sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. Oh, it's Amy Winehouse, right? You know, I I I like this song. I I was familiar with this song before watching it on Glee, so that um, helps me enjoy the performance a lot more. Um, and I like I like the fact that the two couples, you know, took the time out of, you know, enjoying their wedding to performing for their guests because, you know, all of these people decided to take time out of their busy lives to come and support them in this double gay, gay shit, you know? So, double gay shit. Um, the double gay shit. Um, I like the performance. I think it's pretty, it's, it's nice and quaint. I think that this placement is fine in terms of all the quartets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, And, you know, Amy Winehouse, obviously, uh, Santana getting her first real breakout performance on Glee with an Amy Winehouse cover. So Um, uh, I'll pretend that I didn't just learn that this is Amy Winehouse when you just said it, or maybe I learned it the last time. But uh, I like that more. I I definitely said it the last time. So, (laughs) Um, well, yeah. So there that is at uh, number 16 from season six. 
And number fifteen. I am such a big like I, this, I enjoy this so much. I was gonna say I'm such a big fan. I, I enjoy this song so much. And when I think of Glee quartets, when I think of four people groups, like this is one that sticks out. Even though it's not my favorite, there's a lot of good ones left to go. But like this one stands out. I just feel like they did such a good job with for like for making it these four people in particular. It's like a group that you would never see otherwise perform together. Britney does not get thrown into like the main songs with like you know like lead vocalist and the fact that she's in this competition for the new Rachel is stands out because it's like you don't expect to see her there but I love that she's included and she's got the cheer like the, even the uh, going down to like the outfits just the fact that like everybody looks like such a different part here Blaine in his usual Blaine you know attire but like he is you know the one that you're like he is probably the best suited to be the leader of your club we know he's got the killer voice uh, Unique comes in who we know that she has a great voice and uh, she's the new one on the scene but is not afraid to jump in here and then Tina who is the one that Rachel supposedly left in charge or whatever last season saying it's going to be all you next season. So the fact that she's of course included here uh, and like expects or hopes that it's going to be her. I don't know. I've just, and the fact that it's call me, maybe it's like so random of a choice for a song, but it was because of it being so popular at the time. And they kind of like speak through some of the words in the song. I'm just so fascinated by this performance. Well, um, don't know how I can follow that up. I, uh, sort of, I, I feel like this grew on me a little bit more upon rewatching it for the podcast. I remember um, liking it a lot more when we were covering season four. Um, not the biggest fan of this, only because like I wasn't really the biggest fan of Call Me Maybe because it was just like everywhere that summer. I just could, you could not escape that song, and I always felt like this song, the song, the lyrics of the song were just a little bit too tongue in cheek for me. Now you know, taking my stick out of the, out of my ass, like. As time has gone on, I've been able to appreciate the song for what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like I've sort of like missed the hype of this song. And so like it didn't really translate that well to Glee on me. It was more like, oh, here they go doing it in the top 40 hit. But I agree with you in terms of like who was a part of the song. It is refreshing to see, you know, um, this per- this particular set of four vying for the top position. Because, yeah, I mean, I-, I was happy to see Tina, you know, throw her hat into the ring because that's what Rachel actually did once. She wasn't lying when she said that. And, you know, Britney you know, also showing that she wants to be not only the head Cheerio, but head of the Glee Club. Like, Brittany really does a lot this season, too, in the beginning. So, yeah, it's fun. 
It's yeah. a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, uh, everything that I was just saying, it's like, I'm, I, I couldn't even think right now to think of anybody better than these four in particular to be here. Um, and I don't know, just for some reason, the way that they're dressed, I feel like they have them in colors that are like, you know, completely like nobody's wearing the same color. Blaine. Okay. That's not true. Blaine's wearing red pants and Brittany's in, you know, her Cheerios uniform, which has red in it. But like Tina's in like a, a bright blue. Unique has got a shirt on with like all the other colors represented with some uh, purple, green, orange. I don't know. I just, I feel like they all just stand out as being so uniquely different, unique, uh, uniquely different, uh, uh, you know, for the the spot of the new Rachel and the fact that, you know, Artie's judging it. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, just always, like I said, I'm fascinated by this one. Um, and it lands here at number, what did I say? 15? Yes, 15, which um, I might have put it a couple spots higher, but again, steep competition as we continue rising up the list. So let's get on to number 14. This is going to be one that I think connects a little bit better with you, Amon, rather than this one did. on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles Walkies that fly with the moon on their wings These are a few of my favorite things Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver-white winters that melt into springs These are a few of my favorite things When the dawn bites, when the bee stings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my favorite things And then I don't feel so All right, season three, my favorite things. Of course, we got the Christmas special, and we've got Blaine and Kurt, Rachel and Mercedes here. Rosy white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. Yay! Yeah, I like this one a lot. <laughs> I, I like um, Amber Riley the most in this because she's so, as I always say about her voice, just versatile, just melt into whatever genre she's in. So it just really works well in this song. I think the four of them together sound great. Um, and it's, like I said, like many of the other Glee songs on the Christmas special, it has made its way into my December playlist. Yep. It is abused and used many times over throughout those 31 days. So, <laughs> yes, even after Christmas is over. 31, yes. I'm still playing it. Yeah, uh, this is a good cover between them, and this stands out uh, for sure as a very good quartet uh, from Glee. So, um, you know, somewhere, what is it, the middle of the list? It's a little bit on the, you know, bottom half, top of the bottom half or so, you could call it. But I uh, I like it. Rachel, Kurt, Blaine, Mercedes at number 14 with my favorite things. Let's keep on moving. Number 13.
baby, it's you at number number 13. Season 6, of course, Mercedes up in the front with Santana, Brittany, and Rachel backing her up. And they've got these bright pink sparkly dresses on. And uh, that's that. That is that. Baby, it's you. Baby, it's you. I love this song. Um, yeah, I'm very familiar with it. I heard it so many times because of my job. Uh, which is my own damn fault. Like, I was the person who put it on the playlist. So... Yeah, no, I like this one a lot. Um, I think Mercedes sounds great. I like the fact that Rachel is doing some backup for a change so late into the series. It's very, it's very, uh, it's wild. Yeah, you never expect that. Uh, Rachel being in the backup singer spot. It happens once in a while. It's like seeing, uh, I don't know, seeing something you don't normally see. Uh, Look at me coming up with a great example on the spot. Um, Rachel, yes, uh, Santana, Brittany, Mercedes, Baby It's You, season six, getting towards the end of the show there, but giving a memorable enough performance to land it uh, here at number 13 out of 22 songs. Number 12. Let's get to number 12. It beats for you, so listen close. Hear my thoughts in every note. Make me your radio and turn me up when you feel low. Started up a little bit. It was meant for you to sing along to my stereo. If I was just another dusty record on a shelf, would you blow me up and play me like everybody else? If I asked you to scratch my back, could you manage that? Like, yeah, 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 check it, Trouty, I can handle that. Furthermore, I apologize for any skipping tracks. It's just the last girl that played me left a couple cracks. I used to, used to, used to, used to, now I'm over that. Cause holding grudges over love is ancient artifacts. If I could only find a note to make you understand, I'd sing it softly and get rid and grab you by the hand. Just keep it stuck inside your head like your favorite tune. I know my my heart's a stereo that only plays for you. Oh, 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 oh. My heart's a stereo. Beats for you, so listen close. Hear my thoughts in every note. Shit, oh, oh, shit, shit. Come on. Make me a radio. Turn me up when you feel low. This melody was meant for you. All right. Well, I think we've uh, heard this song enough in the past like two weeks to last a lifetime. We uh, played it on Joe's podcast. We watched it again for a Valentine's Day special with Chappelle. And now here it is uh, on this countdown at number 12, Stereo Hearts. And on Sam's podcast. Yeah. I don't think it was on Sam's, number but 12. it definitely has been a lot lately. <laughs> Damn, y'all love this song. Number 12. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it enough. Uh, it's not really necessarily my cup of tea, not because I don't enjoy the song, but just because it's, you know, it's not like a top, one of the top 40 hits that gets me jazzed up. So I'm like, eh, whatever. But I do enjoy the Joe, the Joe-ness of it all. Right. I do enjoy that. And you should be happy that, uh, from that episode, that this one is the lower ranking song between this four. I should be. You should definitely I should be. be happy. I will gladly, I will gladly accept the charges, officer. <laughs> That is number 12. And uh, okay, so out of 22 songs, does that make that makes that the the last song in the bottom half, right? If that's me doing math correctly, that is the case. So correct. There's the bottom half stereo hearts leading the way at the top of the bottom half. And we move into the top half. Uh, Number 11 out of 22 on this countdown. This one wish was higher. Okay, here it is. Thinks that I'm a zero. Everyone you wanna be probably started off like me. You may say that I'm a freak show, 
Give it just a little time I bet you're gonna change your mind All of the dirt you've been throwing my way It ain't so hard to take Cause I Just look away. Just go ahead and hate on me. Run your mouth so everyone can hear. Hit me with the worst you got. Knock me down. Baby, I don't care. Keep it up and soon enough to figure out you wanna be. This is uh this is like considered acoustic, right? Uh, like, I mean, I don't know how minimal it has to be to be yes. acoustic. Okay, so it's acoustic. Whenever it's you know with instruments, uh, it's acoustic. Okay, so no electronics. Right, right, right. So like I used to like be somebody who would go on YouTube like when I was younger and take like all the latest pop songs and I would try to find an acoustic cover of them because I just like any time uh, a fun, you know, crazy song, uh, Loser Like Me, you know, being the, the one used here, uh, is like taken and, and turned into an acoustic stripped down kind of version. So that's just why I like this one so much. I still do think that the original, you know, is the one that I prefer more. Um, I know that this is a song that you're not the biggest fan of and I don't remember, but remind me of which version of it like you like better. Oh, definitely the acoustic version. Okay. I just think that the, um, I think that the, I mean, you guys know how I feel about the song. I feel like it's just a tad too Disney Channel. Um, but I think that the message of the song, I receive it a bit better this way, um, with a little bit more of a, you know, of the ship down feel to it. And you're, they're allowing the voices to flesh out the song mm-hmm. more so in this one than in the Nationals version. Um, or sectionals, whatever, what was that? Regionals? Nationals? Whatever it was. I think it was regionals. Nationals. Regionals. Um, regionals. So yeah, um, no, I, I enjoy this. Um, I think that these four coming together. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Does this happen again? I know that these are like the four seniors of the. Uh, yeah, they they get a couple of in- things together. You know, the, they get uh, like hold on. They're sitting together. I know there's together. a trios. Okay, yeah, hold. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then yeah. a couple of times, yeah, yeah, yeah like I, said, I, they're trios. I like this. I do. Yep, it's good. Uh, we got, of course, if you uh, couldn't tell or forgot or whatever, it's Blaine, Sam, Tina, and Artie, the seniors there in season five, as this is uh, episode 100 or 101, one of those two, that they're uh, on their way out. But one last nice, beautiful cover for all of them together. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see as we go up the list if I would have put it higher. If uh, I don't know. But I do, I, I do enjoy it. I am a big fan of it. I usually play it if it pops up on any playlist. So... That is number 11, and we move in to number 10. Maybe my dad can buy Ireland. 
Number 10, a song that right before we got on the recording today, I uh, heard Amon was playing on his own end because he has had it in his head for like 24 hours now and probably often does have it in his head. Uh, So season three, Cherish, Cherish. I'm such a fan of this. I'm so glad that we did this podcast because this is a song I overlooked before our rewatch of season three. And I absolutely adore this song. Um... This is one, I mean, I always implore people to listen to the full studio version of Glee songs, but this one I like doubly implore because there's just so much more goodness in the studio track. You get more Mercedes, you get more Joe. There's also this really cool YouTube account. I'm not sure if you've come stumbled across it um, in your time as a Glee fan, but it breaks down group numbers in Glee and like puts percentages um, of how much of the song each person in that song is singing. And so every time they're singing, the bar will raise and it'll go like, you know, from 70% of the song to 100%, you know, you know what I mean? So it's really, mm-hmm. really cool. And I was listening to, um, I was watching the video for this and um, it really, so it, it helps clarify which, who's singing where, because sometimes when it gets lost in the mix, you're not really sure who's singing what. And it just makes, I don't know, stuff, information like that makes the songs much more enjoyable for me because I like to place voices. Um, and this song for me is, you know, sort of like one of those delectable songs where I like to like really dive deep into who's singing yeah. what part because it's not that clear on the, um, on the edited cut. But I love this song. I think all four of them sound great. This is another song that Quinn, um, was made for you know this this style of song this particular version this mashup because this is a mashup between madonna and the association in which i'm just not finding out because we were talking about this song with Chappelle, and i was like i'm kind of afraid to listen to the other tracks on their own because what if i don't like them as much but i appreciate madonna's version and i appreciate the association as well and come to find out there are there are literal lines in madonna's cherish which obviously came after the association because they're a band from the 1960s in which madonna takes lines and melodies from the, uh, the from the first Cherish. So in a lot of ways, Madonna's song is already a mashup of the two, and this is just more of a mashup than before. So I just, someone did their homework when they created this mashup, as they usually do on Glee. So kudos. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, uh, the, just all the context you just gave. So uh, look, we, we could talk about these songs a hundred times. We'll keep learning something new about them every time we go through. Um, and I haven't seen that YouTube channel either, but I'm definitely interested. So uh some point maybe today i will try to remember to go take a look because that sounds like something that i would also find super interesting um but yeah cherish cherish we got the god squad sam and joe mercedes and quinn season three and that was uh you know love song to britney from santana that was number 10 let's move up to number nine All right. 
Season 6 is problem. We got, uh, of course, the Unholy Trinity alongside Artie uh, for most uh, or for bits of that uh, performing. He's got the whispers in there and he's got <laughs> he's the... He's uh, whispering, yeah. <laughs> he's whispering and he's, uh, he's like dancing along with them while they're under the bleachers, but obviously mainly a uh, Unholy Trinity performance here. Um, in Season you know, he 6... He begged to be a part of this number. Like, oh, there, was yeah. no, there was no reason for Artie to be here. Kevin McHale went to Kev, er, to Ryan and was like, please. <laughs> he's like please like just let me fulfill like one final like fantasy that i have of performing with the girls before we uh, close out the show and he's like all right go ahead and whisper during this one yeah you roll your ass off whisper, bitch. <laughs> he's got the jacket on I, I i mean we uh i think we both are uh enjoy this one and uh a couple of different specific parts of some of them with uh you know heather and her voice and all that kind of stuff it's just a lot of fun here yeah um heather heather does a good job here i wish that the song was a bit more suited for Quinn's voice. I mean, she's not that type of belter. Um, and it's not, in, not necessarily that she has to belt for this song because Ariana Grande, she's up there in the verses during the... She's not belting at all. But um, the timbre of her voice just is better suited for this for this style of song because she has a, such a flighty vocal anyway. Whereas, I mean, Quinn is a full-blown alto. So being up there is not... That's just not her, her gig. And so um, in comparison with Santana and Britney, you really see the disparity there. So that's my only vocal note about the song. Other than that, it's full of like such good energy and some, some, some choreography in there too. And I know everybody was losing, at least the Glee fans that were still on the ride for this because so many of us had gotten off the train by this point. So they missed out on this magic. But I know the people that were watching, I remember Twitter that night, everyone was like, oh my God, the Unholy Trinity is back. They're so good. They're so beautiful. And then, of course, the shady tweets about how Naya Rivera had to sing a, a uh, Ariana Grande song after the whole yeah. Big Sean affair, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm just realizing for the first time? On the bleachers over there, they've got Glee going across. On, uh, that's what they're holding up in the background. Oh, they do say that. I never looked to see what to they said. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, the Unholy Trinity is like putting together this whole thing. So they got that many people to stand there with the things above their head, like in uh, High School Musical, uh, in High School Musical 3 or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Glee. Glee. All right. That was number Sex nine. Cells. Sex Cells. Number nine uh, was Problem Season 6. And number eight is also from Season 6. And thinking and praying, planning and dreaming. Each night of her charms That won't get you into her arms So if you're looking to find love You can share All you gotta do is hold her And kiss her and love her And show her that you care Show her that you care Just for We got Brittany, we got Artie, we got Sam and Blaine there for some wishing and hoping in season six as they are planning for a wedding. And uh, carry us in on this one. I know you love it. 
Artie is making his way through all these damn quartets, man. I had the same the thought, yes. He, <laughs> they're like, we need four people in this one. Artie, get in there. It's a quartet whore. He's a quartet. Um, I enjoy this a lot. I, I love this song. I think Britney sounds great on it. I think that uh, Blaine and Sam's um, little interludes throughout are great. Everything is delectable. I love the, the set of this and the visuals of everything. I love the fact that Artie is leaping into... Um, into Britney's arms and being twirled around. I just, I love it. So it's also interesting that it's all, like, well, not all the people that she's dated, but it's, you know, two of her exes that are involved in this number and one of her, I guess, former rivals, I guess you could say, because her and Blaine were going after class president together. But yeah. It was pretty simple. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Pretty interesting, yes. Artie has been in seven of the, I think, 16 songs that we've already covered. So pretty much half. Yeah. He is uh Check him out. He, he is around. Actually though, looking ahead, he's not in anything else. So, there's your uh dose of Artie Abrams for this countdown. Number 8 is Wishing and Hoping. Uh number 7 well, not to her. Well, not to us. But everything was beautiful at the ballet. Graceful men lift lovely girls in white. Yes, everything was beautiful at the ballet. I was happy. All right. Um, I just sometimes sit here in awe at the ways that Naya Rivera moved her voice, and Isabel Wright also doing you know some good stu- good stuff there. But um, this is uh, another song that uh, I'm happy to see high up the list. Season four at the ballet with Santana, Kurt, and Rachel alongside Isabel Wright. Yeah, Santana opens up this song very beautifully. Uh, really colors that melody very well. So I agree on that front. Yeah, this is a surprise. I think to a lot of people. I mean, it, I mean, not the fact that they were going to do musical theater, but like this song in particular. That really aren't a lot of storylines for this to really fit in. And I mean, Glee is known for shoehorning some songs in there everywhere. Sure, but yeah. This feels this feels like it was meant to happen. And the fact that it feels so comfortable with a character that we hadn't seen in several episodes, I think is just really special. So Izzy being here is. Um, it's a lot of fun, and it's great to get a little bit of her backstory, even if it's through song and not necessarily through through scene. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy this. I and I think that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker adds a little magic to this number, and it's nice to have those two sort of be the focal point where Kurt and Rachel are taking a bit of a backseat. So yeah, mm-hmm. this is great. I I'm glad that this is high. Yeah, this song continues to be underrated by the audience, for sure, at least in my opinion. The audience had it, you know, kind of lower, but you and I both gave it perfect marks, which uh, gave it a boost up to be here at number seven. So at the ballet, definitely, you know, again, I 
I think everybody should go give it another chance if it's not one that really connects with you. Just go watch it. Go listen to it. Go watch the episode again, season four, uh, episode 20. And yeah, I, I, th- I just it, it is good. I think, you know, Santana has never you know had any kind of storyline about like, oh, I wanted to be, you know, in the ballet. It's just like I like the way that they tell the story there of like every little girl wanted to be in the ballet. Everybody, you know, you went to dance class, whatever. And then we see that, you know, from her at the end and Kurt as well. You know, I don't know. It's a it's a nice very nicely shot number and they all sound really nice on it. So it lands there at number seven. Um, before we get to the top six, I feel like I want to pause down and talk to you about what's remaining because there's some stiff competition up here. And, uh, yeah. Can I, is, can I tell you that or is it going to ruin the whole experience for you of being surprised and whatnot? No, you can tell me. Okay. What we have left, of course, as always in chronological order, not spoiling anything for any order. We have two songs from the same episode. We have Totally Clips of the Heart and Run Joey Run from season one, episode 17. We have season three songs. We have The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, and we have How Will I Know. We have season four, Don't Speak, and we have season five, Wide Awake. Hmm. Tough, tough competition for this top six. Well, I'm trying to think about how I marked a lot of these songs. Um, I know that I gave Total Eclipse of the Heart full marks because you have successfully converted me into the into that church um <laughs> we welcome you um what, were the, what was the other one from a season oh run joey run hmm see that one's interesting to me i'm surprised that it's this high so i'm hoping that that's going to be number six because it's a lot of fun i enjoy the number for the comedy i love that rachel has just like has all these men just like she's like bitch i run <laughs> this shit um i enjoy that but i don't know in terms of like vocally is it really better than some of these other ones uh you don't have to you don't have to guess all of them but i just wanted to uh i just wanted to make it clear how how tough you know it's getting down with uh, all these numbers that um there's like four five songs here that i could argue like a case for them being number one but let's just uh start ripping some band-aids off and get into it we'll uh, of course start with number six ever i saw
An incredibly beautiful performance there, of course. Uh, season 3, episode 10. We've got Santana, Mercedes, Rachel, and Tina as they are making their pitch of a song that could be performed for Will as he's preparing to propose to Emma. And all four of the girls are just sitting up on the stage thinking of, you know, the first time that they uh, spent or, or locked eyes with or whatever it may be with their significant others. So, yes, number six. Yeah, um... I mean, yeah, it's the lyrics that really get me going for this song. Like, I mean, when you start comparing uh, people to celestial bodies, that's when I'm like, oh, that bitch is in love. You're in love, love. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I um, like most of the uber love songs that we get on the Glee. I always say the same thing. I just hope that I feel that way about somebody at some point in my life or that somebody feels that way about me. So I love this performance. I think it's great. I think it's um, one of those moments where, like, you know, it's a standalone moment that stands out um, throughout all of the other crazy zaniness of the show um, and just really reminds you, these kids, yeah, a lot of them are actors, but these people can sing, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. really know what it means to to study a song and to deliver the message. And just the, the difference and the variety and tone and timbre amongst the four of them really also brings home the theme of the song about how it just really means something different for each of them. Their experiences are different um, and how they express themselves in love is different. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely agree with this being in the top. Yep. Top six here. Not bad. Um, And you know, all of these have uh, relatively high numbers that will leave them on the higher end of things when it comes to the overall rankings. We'll get on that in a little bit, but let's move on up the list to number five. The same old dream to close my eyes I can't erase the memory the sound of Julie's cry she called me up late that night and she said don't don't come over my dad and I just had a fight and he stormed out the door I've never seen him act this way my god he's going crazy he said he's gone So if I'm being fair, this probably could have been even in the six people groups because uh, Santana and Britney definitely have some backup vocals in there and do appear anyway. But uh, regardless, Run Joey Run, uh, Rachel, Jesse, Finn and Puck, season one, bad reputation. Uh, obviously, a lot of love uh, from Glee fans for this one, just for the absurdity of it all. And uh, it's it's fun. Yes. Fool these men, Rachel. Waste his time. 2021. Love it. <laughs> She certainly does. The looks on their faces as they realize what's happening here. 
fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I yeah, like I'm. I was fine. I was hoping that it would be towards the bottom of the top because like I agree that it should be up here, but I didn't know like compared to some of the other songs that we've got left mm-hmm. if it should claim the number one spot. But I am perfectly capable of accepting this. So yes. Yep, number five sounds good to me as well for Run Joey Run here in the Glee Quartets. And we have four left, and oh my god, they are crushing me that we are going to have one of these, you know, in the fourth place and one of these in the third place and whatnot. Uh, A reminder, we have Total Eclipse of the Heart left, we have How Will I Know, we have Don't Speak, and we have Wide Awake. Oof. Tough competition. I'll rip the band-aids off as that's my job. Um, Number four. Of those songs, number four, let's get into it and uh, see how much heartbreak there is. With an open heart, I'm wide awake. How did I read the stars so I'm wide awake, and now it's clear to me that everything you see ain't always what it seems. I'm wide awake, yeah, I was dreaming for so Wish I knew then what I know now. Wouldn't dive in, wouldn't bow down. Gravity hurts, you made it so sweet. Till I woke up on on the concrete. Falling from climb now. Wide Awake, Season 5, and don't let anybody ever tell you Season 5 of Glee has nothing to offer because it does have that, and it's crushing to see it here at number 4, but I get it. This group is such a tough group uh, at the top to get in, you know, whatever. But uh, just the fact that, I mean, like, aside the obvious, the obvious here of being like, what a great rendition they did of this song, and the fact that they just used each individual puzzle piece here to the best way possible, making it so good. Um, I just like I, I'm sitting here admiring the fact that like we have this song that's like not even with any of like Lee's lead vocalists like no shade to anybody up on the stage here but like there's no uh, Rachel no Blaine no Santana no Mercedes like this is like this this is taking people like Becca Tobin and, and Jacob Artist who both can sing for sure but like are not Glee's strongest singers and taking it and putting them and uh, along with you know Jenna Ushkowitz and Alex Newell into like this performance that just was so damn good I just Again, as as many other songs around here, do not have a single bad word to ever say about it. Uh, I mean, well, let's put some respect on Unique's name. Like, she doesn't get a lot of the solos as much as the other guys, but she definitely, I would say, is a lead vocalist when it comes to She's got one of the stronger voices on the show. Um, I absolutely adore this cover. I play it all the time. I just, yeah, I, I love it. I think they all fit perfectly, like you said. Um... I'm fine. I'm actually at peace with this. 
at peace with this being at four. Um, I'm just glad that it's within the top five. Mm-hmm. I was I was a little ner- worried. I didn't really know if people enjoyed it as much. Um, so I'm glad that a lot of people did. And against some of the other songs that we still have going up, I completely understand. I don't know if I would have put this above How Will I Know, simply because of the fact that How Will I Know is Whitney Houston, you know? So I... Yeah. At the end of the day, it is Katy Perry. <laughs> it's a beautiful Katy Perry song, and it's no shade to Katy, but I mean, you got Whitney, you got Katy. I mean, come on now, yeah. <laughs> let's not play games. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is great. I I love this song. I love it a lot. I play it a lot. I have played it a lot since the second I first heard it, uh, when they you know put this out when the episode first aired. Uh, how many years ago? I have like been trying so hard. Like when this came out, and I was a part of an acapella group, I really was trying so hard to get somebody to sing this with me. And I still to this day have not found three other people to be my uni- my unique Tina and Kitty so that I could be Jake and take his part. I just can't find <laughs> the people and it's so annoying. It's so discouraging. One I'll of take Kitty and let more powerful singers go into the other two spots. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, no, Kitty. fuck it you. It has to be invited. a girl. Why not? It has to be a girl. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. Gender doesn't exist. No. Okay. Uh, okay, well, why are wait? you a soprano? Yes. Can you hit those notes? Yes. I can go anywhere you want me to. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> that was number four. Uh, moving on up to number three. Used to be together. Every day together. Always. I really feel that I'm losing my best friend. I can't believe this could be. as though you're letting go and if it's real well I don't want to know Right. Yep. Hard to go wrong with this one. Hard to go wrong with any song from the breakup. But Don't Speak landing at number three on this countdown here with Rachel and Finn, Kurt and Blaine. Yep. I mean, we've raved and ranted about this song for so long. I mean, what else is there left to say? I enjoy all of the small duets within each, how they have the cheater singing together, how they have the cheaties singing together, how they all come together at the end in a big hodgepodge mess. Rachel doesn't even take off her makeup before getting in the bed. It's probably going to be a fucking mess when she makes wakes up in the, in the morning it's just um yeah it's great it's great it's great it's great it's great um yeah mm-hmm. it's very 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 good and uh making its if way if lee up to had just three, kept so up this no sort surprise. of momentum after this episode it would be so much stronger because it sort of like fall off a little bit in season four but if like the breakup was it the breakup was the trajectory that the show really should have been continued to go in and if they were able to keep that energy up and that caliber, it felt it felt like after season three ended, Ryan Murphy took a bit of a backseat and then he came back for this episode and then left again. And it's like, ugh, come yep. on. Like, but alternatively, stick the you landing, can, please. Alternatively, you can you know mention about how uh, this episode kind of 
maybe even like saved it because if everybody was so disinterested after everybody, you know, all the seniors left and the show, the show was going through some changes in season four, uh, having this episode be such a big moment for a variety of reasons, you know, probably kept people interested. So, um, but I take your point. I do take your point and don't speak comes in here at number three. So top two remaining songs, you know what they are. If you're following along at home, so we will reveal number one, which will in turn reveal, I'm sorry, number two, which will in turn reveal number one. And uh, we'll talk about them one at a time. As always, here is number two. Then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn Every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. Number two, Totally Cliffs of the Heart, Rachel, Jesse, Puck, and Finn yet again. And man, yeah, I'm looking at the way the screen's paused right now. You see like the band and Rachel, the only ones left in the room, and they're all staring at Jesse as he walks out as well. So dramatic, but we love it. Totally Cliffs of the Heart, I'm on number two. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy, considering you didn't used to. That's that, that's my that's one of my highlights of like the early parts of this whole experience that we did when you were uh, realizing how good it was back then. And uh, that's gonna you know that's pretty much the same sentiment that I have for the number one song. But I'll hold off on that one. And I was also gonna say, by the way, not that this is super important to this song, but uh, the top five, the top four songs here, we all, all four of these songs, you and I gave the highest marks. So uh, all of this is purely down to audience rankings. We could not have given any more points than we possibly did. So this is the top audience four songs, top, you know, our songs as well. Um, and totally clips of the heart, a classic for sure, and uh, definitely no surprise to see it land here at number two, top two. So. There's yes, that. I am quite, uh, I'm quite pleased with this song. I think it's great. I think it's a power number. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it does capture lots of the essence of Glee in the first season. So, so that was number two, and we move on to our top song. Let's just get into it and let's talk about it. Number one, season three, episode seventeen. How will I know? There's a boy I know. He's a wanna dream of Looks into my eyes Takes me to the clouds above Mm -hmm. Oh, I lose 
control Can't seem to get enough Uh-huh When I wake From dreaming Tell me, is it really love? Uh-huh Ooh. How will I know? I don't trust your feelings How will I know? Ooh. How will I know? Love can be deceiving These Glee kids sure can turn anywhere they want into their choir room or their stage, but no, they ended up on the stage. Uh, not an instrument in sight, not a single bit to uh, to bite in on here, aside from four incredible voices with an incredible song paying tribute to an incredible person. How will I know? How will I know? I love it. <clears throat> Just so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. Oh, man. Third time when I just absolutely miss miss Whitney Houston. The um, Rodgers and Hammer scenes, Cinderella just recently came out on Disney Plus with Whitney and Brandy, and uh, just what a mega talent. And I'm so glad that G, uh, G Glee decided to, you know, give her her flowers um, during the time of her death and just remind us of just all of the beautiful music. And this was just such a great, great arrangement. And with these particular four, um, just, yeah, it's magic. I, I love this cover so much. I think uh, a piece of me would like to think that Whitney Houston, you know, heard this wherever she is and was like, okay, those kids killed it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just, it's like, they, they couldn't have done a better job with this. Uh, before we even started this podcast and uh, like one of the things that kind of like was happening on Twitter with me of just like ranking a bunch of Glee songs with like the, that bracket that I reference every once in a blue moon. Um, and I had like my favorite, I think like 64 Glee songs and I didn't have this one in it. And it's just, it just didn't come across my mind. It just didn't stand out that I was like, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I passed over it. It just never stood out to me. I didn't revisit it after the show. Um, I didn't think about it. But once I... I heard it for the first time in the rewatch of 2019, I think it was at this point. It, the time is nothing anymore. Um, I was like, oh my God, like how did I sleep on this for so long? Uh, and just, you know, it was it was right underneath my nose the whole time and I didn't do anything about it. But now that I have been able to correct that mistake, I will never make it again. And I can absolutely agree with its uh, spot here at the top of the Glee Quartets and its spot in the top 10 of the overall countdown. I hope it sticks around for a bit. Let me update you guys on where we are here. So the top four all made it pretty decently high up the list of overall songs that we have covered to this point. Uh, the top four, so Wide Awake comes in currently at number 22 out of about like 350-ish songs, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less. 22 for Wide Awake. We have number 17 uh, is Don't Speak. We have number... Uh, 14 
is where Total Eclipse of the Heart is going to land. It's actually in about a tie with number 13. Uh, so whatever. Um, and then How Will I Know ends up at number eight overall, right above The Boy Is Mine and The Scientist. So that is that number eight overall. All right. Well, then, number eight. Mercedes just mm. insisting on knocking out all the rest of the girls from the top eight. Top ten. And she, she just had to, huh? She just she's, had got, to. she's got one, two, three, four, five times that she's in the top ten at the moment. And, uh, of course, still got to get Santana, Blaine, everybody else, Rachel in there. But right now, Mercedes Santana, is holding which, it down. she's in some of those songs. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like yeah, she's she... going to harden some of the resolve. So <laughs> She is already here a lot, yes. <laughs> But here that's it. Go. That's that's it. That's the uh, that is your Glee quintets. I'm glad we uh, went through all of them. There were quartets. Some yeah. What did I say? Quintets. Mm, yeah. Remember when I started the podcast <laughs> saying I was totally going to have this down today? Um, that was a lie. But that's it. Anything else from you on these songs? Cherish me the way that I cherish you. Cherish the thought. I feel like Big Brother, po- Big Brother, Big Brother podcasts are about to start up again, and uh, you know, by the time that these podcasts come out, actually, BB Can might already be started. But I can't wait till like your first morning update, and Taryn's gonna be like, "So, what do you think about what happened?" And you're gonna be like, "You don't know how many times I wish that I, I could wish cherish that I could you. You don't know how many times you wish that I could mold you into someone who could cherish me the way that I." It's just so good. It's just so catchy. I just, I just love it. I love it. I just, uh, mm, ah, I just love it. The boy's got a song in his heart, <laughs> and he's gotta let it out. So. Well, I'll take that as Amon has nothing else for today. So thank you guys for checking this one out. Of course, up next in your feeds should be the Glee Trios, of which there are about 30, something like that. So uh, a little bit more on that end. But, uh, you know, again, tough competition. So we'll talk about that next. Thank you guys for listening to this one. And that's all that I have. Um, I promise. That's it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Quiet Room Pod on Twitter and TikTok. Make sure that you are following us individually. I'm Adam on Ad with Matt at Matt Lagori. Please leave us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We'll read them aloud on the show. And until next time, we will glee you 